Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone on a very cold screen porch, although the sun is shining and actually the cold temperatures feels terrific. We've had such an unreasonably warm winter that it's been this perpetual mud season, which makes for very messy doggy feet. I'm not complaining, I have to say. Mother Nature has a rhythm, and every day there is joy to be found. I hope you feel the same way. I actually had a very fun visitor this morning, and that is a red fox that came meandering around our back patio. He actually looked into the one of the vacant pots there, and that was just so adorable to see. I wonder if he's the same fellow that hunkered down behind the vegetable garden last year. Or I should say she, because there actually was a den of fox there. We spoke about foxes in the garden in episode 24, which includes some fun fox folklore. Many consider them a kind-hearted spirit associated with wisdom, which this ironic thing happened. And that is, I have a daily calendar of inspiration by Louise Hay that I actually gave to Kurt for Christmas. I have to say it's pretty much been my calendar since. (laughs) But today, the photo on the saying is a red fox. And the irony of that is just so beautiful because Kurt's in transition looking for a new job. And the saying is, I turn my face towards a bright future. It is waiting for me. And I just thought it was wonderful because he took that little picture and he put it next to his coffee cup. And he never much pays attention to these inspirational moments. So anyway, I thought that would inspire you too. So thanks to those that reached back about last week's chat about gardening seasons and how they relate to the cycles in the garden of life. One of the things we talked about was the importance of preparing soil to assure healthy plants and a plentiful bounty. And I got a question from Sarah, who wants to start an organic vegetable garden. Sarah's question turned into a column topic that includes some fun DIY projects for testing soil pH and the likelihood of chemicals. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Sarah from Oxford, New Jersey, asked how to prepare a plot in her new backyard for an organic vegetable garden. She suspects the previous owners used chemicals, as when they moved in, the lawn looked like a golf course. And I put that in quotes. <laughs> Kudos, Sarah. It is wise to consider the prior use of chemicals when growing edibles. I always recommend a soil test first, no matter the type of garden you are planning. Soil tests done by the local extension office will assess soil nutrients, pH, and physical characteristics. However, Identifying chemical contaminants requires specialized testing. Other countries are way ahead of us, by the way, in the concern for chemicals and food production, and so their labs often test for over 400 pesticides. But ours aren't really up to speed on that. When you arrange soil testing with your extension office, ask if they can refer you to a local certified lab for chemical testing especially if you live in an urban area where manufacturing exists or once did, or if you live in an older home that may have once had lead paint because sometimes the lead paint is removed and actually tossed aside in the yard, so it's something to be quite concerned about. So anyway, based on Sarah's description of a golf course lawn, 
I think it's likely best she install raised beds using chemical-free borders such as rocks or natural lumber, not the preserved pressure-treated lumber that is used on decks and so forth. Then fill your raised beds with organic soil and compost. You could also consider container gardens or growing bags. A hot new trend. I just acquired some growing bags from a project that uh, we had some young trees grown in them and I'm going to try them in my own garden this spring. While buying vegetable plants at a local grower a few years back, I ran into a fellow who had an interesting way to test to see if his compost or soil is affected by herbicides. Robert is a self-described amateur farmer, though his knowledge of organic practices is beyond novice. He and his wife farm about an acre of produce and organic eggs, he was telling me. Buckhorn Creek Farm is the unofficial name of their farm in White Township. Robert advised recent chemical introductions with more prolonged residual effects may impact large-scale organic soil and compost operations. In other words, he was concerned that some of the places where he gets his organic soil and compost may have impacts of leaching, and so he often uses this home remedy of testing. He shared that pea seeds sensitive to chemicals can be used in a home test. Roll 10 seeds in a damp paper towel and place them in a plastic bag. Then plant 10 seeds in your moist compost or soil to be tested. Place both in a warm spot no need for the sun. In two to five days, check germination. If the number of seeds, typically eight or nine, germinate in the paper towel and the soil, you should be good to go. If fewer seeds sprout in the soil or compost, then there is likely a problem of contaminants. While vegetables vary in how deep their roots grow, 12 inches is an excellent standard depth for raised beds. Robert mentioned using Core 10, which is weathering steel, as a raised bed border. It's the same steel developed for the railroad industry, and it's used in garden art. Only the outer level rusts, which would make a strikingly rustic garden edge. Veggie gardens, especially when they are organic, are indeed works of art. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Speaking of art... On the column post on the Garden Dilemmas website, the photos are of my design colleague and friend Marty Carson's gorgeous organic vegetable garden. It really is magnificent. I hope you take a look at those beautiful photos. And Robert's pea test makes me think of a fun science project-like way of testing soil pH that you and your kids will love. Snag a cup of soil about six inches below the surface. Be sure that the area has not been limed or fertilized within the past six weeks and is free of sticks, rocks, or mulch. Pour two cups of distilled water into a pot. Don't use spring or tap water as that will impact the pH. Chop and add a cup of red cabbage and bring it to a boil. Simmer for about five minutes, then allow it to cool for about a half hour or so. Strain off the liquid, which should be bluish purple, showing a neutral pH. Pour two inches into a clean cup and add two teaspoons of soil. Wait 30 minutes, then check the color. If purple or violet, the pH is near 7 or neutral. Pink means the soil is acidic. The more acidic the soil, the brighter the pink. Blue or green means it's alkaline pH. The more brilliant the green, the more alkaline. So if this all seems very complicated, there's going to be a link in the show notes to this menu. So don't worry about taking notes, especially if you're driving. <laughs> There's a vinegar and baking soda option, which is fun to play with, too. 
Put two teaspoons of soil into two separate containers. Add a half a cup of white vinegar to the soil in one container. If it fizzes, your soil is alkaline. If there's no fizz, add enough distilled water to the other container to muddy it. Pour half a cup of baking soda into that cup, and if it fizzes, your soil is acidic. If neither sample fizzes, you likely have neutral pH, which is a beautiful thing. Most plants and lawns love to be neutral. Some naysayers claim vinegar and baking soda are not strong enough to give an accurate result. But I say, why not have some fun before reaching out to your extension office? That way you can compare the results and maybe poo-poo the naysayers. <laughs> what fun it is to be a big kid. Highly recommended. Yes, indeed. Actually reminds me of when we sprouted avocado seeds way back in episode 39. Mine is now two feet tall. How big is yours? I would love to hear. Anyway, thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together. And if you have, please share the podcast with a friend or two. And I would appreciate some more five-star ratings. As for some magical reason, the more five-star ratings you have, the more likely folks will find us. And the more of us that work together and learning and growing in the garden of life, the healthier our world will be, right? Thanks so much for joining me. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.